What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And in today's episode, we'll be talking about what happened in the conference championship games over the previous weekend in the NFL. I know we're uh, giving this podcast a little late. But uh, me and Henry have just been pretty busy lately, so we didn't really get to talk about the NFL maybe more recently or sooner in the week, earlier in the week. So we're here giving you this episode. I believe it will be coming out on Thursday this week. So let's get right into it, Henry, and we'll start off with the Green Bay Packers. And Aaron Rodgers had the most to lose coming into this conference championship game between him and Tom Brady. And then Aaron Rodgers lost. And I don't know if this is completely on Aaron Rodgers, this loss, but Aaron Rodgers lost this game. I mean, I, I can say Tom Brady outplayed Aaron Rodgers. I, and I will say that in, in this game, Tom Brady outplayed Aaron Rodgers and that Buccaneers offense outplayed the Packers offense. So I just want to hear your thoughts about what, what you saw from Aaron Rodgers in this game and this Packers team. I wouldn't say that Tom Brady necessarily outplayed Aaron Rodgers. I mean, if you look at look by the numbers, Aaron Rodgers was three touchdowns and one pick, 78% completion percentage, almost 300 yards, where Brady was like 58% completion percentage, 250 yards, three touchdowns, three picks. I wouldn't say he necessarily outplayed him. I just think Aaron Rodgers didn't take advantage of the the opportunities he had when Brady threw those two picks. So he has nowhere in his in any place to talk about other people blowing the game. He had two opportunities to go down and score and take the lead. And obviously he didn't. And he had three downs on that drive where they kicked the field goal. He had three opportunities and he didn't, didn't take care of those. So that's, that's how it's going to work. I mean, here's what I have to say. Aaron Rodgers might have better stats that, that you're looking in the box score at the end of the day. But aside from the interceptions that Tom Brady threw that were awful, I mean, Tom Brady was actually moving the ball downfield, and that was just something that Aaron Rodgers and this Packers offense was not really able to do, especially when they needed to. I mean, towards the end of the game, Aaron Rodgers was just not moving the ball in this Packers offense. So – that's kind of what it came down to. Also, I mean, in the previous podcast, when we're talking about the divisional round, I mean, I was praising Matt LaFleur for his uh, play calling, and then it just bites him in the butt. The reason why they probably lost this game, I don't know if this was the reason they lost the game, but one definitely one of the reasons they lost the game was his questionable play calling, especially at the end of the game, where he had a chance as a fourth and goal and they were down by eight points. He decides to kick the field goal to make it a five-point game with, I believe it was a little over two minutes left, and they had three timeouts still. And they decide to kick the field goal instead of go for it on fourth down. But the I, I wouldn't have a problem with this call if your defense was actually good. And the Packers' defense was not playing good all game. So what makes you think you're going to stop a Tom Brady offense in the playoffs in crunch time, especially when your defense has been playing as poor as it was all game, especially with all the penalties and stuff? I mean, come on. You, you got to trust Aaron Rodgers. You got to trust this offense. So, Henry, Henry, I see, I see you have something to say here, and you seem really passionate about this. So I'm going to let you talk. What do you have to say about this? 
Andrew, we'd be having a completely different conversation right now had that ref not called that holding penalty on third down against the one and only Kevin King, who obviously had a phenomenal game, was allowed two touchdowns, allowed a catch and crunch time and a holding penalty. So obviously had a phenomenal game, is due for a big contract. So we'll see what happens with him in the near future. But, I mean, if that call wasn't made, I didn't think that was a holding penalty. I mean, it was a holding penalty. Don't get me wrong. But from the way they had called the game throughout the entire game, there was no way you could justify making that call. If they had been calling that same stuff all game, then maybe you call it. But if it even then, they missed a holding call. The, the, those penalties should have offset. There should have been another play. And who knows? The Packers may have stopped them. And even then if they ended up stopping them, if they ended up not calling that penalty on Kevin King, Aaron Rodgers goes down and score. We'd be having a completely different conversation, praising Aaron Rodgers and not even talking about Matt LaFleur. I, I don't think that play call was, or that decision to kick the ball was awful. I mean, I was essentially playing to win the game going for it was playing to not lose in my opinion. And he, he played to kick the field goal get the ball back and go win the game in regulation. So I, I praise him for that. I'm not as much against that call as others, but obviously there's justifications for both sides. I mean, it, it just showed that Matt LaFleur had very much confidence in his defense to get a stop, especially with three timeouts. And I believe the two minute warning, but I, I just didn't like it because that defense is not playing that great all game. And Tom Brady was, for the most part, throwing the ball all over him. I know his 280 yards won't really say that, but Tom Brady was definitely moving the ball and this Tampa Bay offense was moving the ball on this Green Bay defense. But what I do have to say is about that last call on Kevin King, the holding call. I mean, like you said, I, typically you would think that was the holding call, but the way they were calling that game, I just don't know if that was the one that was like a clear, vivid call. I mean... Out of all the calls they didn't call, I don't know if that was the one that should have been, but I think Tyler Johnson, I believe it was, who uh, Tom Brady was targeting on that play, I think he sold it with the little jump and fall at the end, throwing the hands up in the air, diving. I mean, I that's that's what I have to say. And you can't review play or pass. Was it a holding or pass interference? I believe it was holding. They holding. called it. Yeah, holding. Holding. Yeah, you can't review those penalties. I was going to say you can't review pass interference anymore, but you definitely can't review holding. So, I mean, they they called what they called in live action that probably looked very clear, especially with who I believe Tyler Johnson sold the call very much so with the dive and the flailing, the hands in the air. I mean. In, in that specific moment, in the moment, I don't think the refs had any choice to call other than that, especially how it appeared, like I said, with the receiver selling the call. You could see the obvious tug of the jersey. I mean, his undershirt was in Kevin King's hand. I mean, you have to call it, especially in live action. I don't really think the refs had any other choice but to call that, but I agree with you. They weren't really calling that all game, but... Let's move on to our next topic, and I think we can both agree on this. Tom Brady, with that win, is probably certified as the GOAT of football now, the greatest of all time. I, I want to hear if you have anything different to say, because I don't know if this is very debatable at this point. Not debatable. Hasn't been debatable for a while. 
You're a complete idiot. Even if, if this game meant anything to Tom Brady's legacy, if he lost this game, shouldn't change anything. The guy has six Super Bowls, leads every playoff co- playoff category for a quarterback, and obviously was in the conference championship game without Bill Belichick, who supposedly was the reason why Tom Brady is just so great. So you're an idiot. If not you, Andrew, you're not an idiot. I mean, maybe, but some people who think Tom Brady still isn't the GOAT need to just rethink their decisions in life. I really don't know what else there is to say about this other than Tom Brady's certified GOAT probably is a certified GOAT around all of sports considering his longevity and he has the most titles, but that's a conversation for a different time. Tom Brady's certified GOAT, no debate. I mean, Henry. I mean, just look at it. People were doubting Tom Brady all off season, all year, or all off season, especially before he got into Tampa. You're just a system quarterback. Belichick made you great. Now try to learn a whole new offense in very limited time. Go to Tampa Bay with a non-playoff team, a team that missed the playoffs last year. Go to Tampa Bay. Learn a whole new offense, a whole new system in limited time during COVID, which makes it 10 times more difficult. Do all that. Oh, and and look what he does. He leads his team to an 11 and five record, makes it to the wild card game, and then goes all the way through three wins, three straight wins in the playoffs. And they, they weren't easy wins, three tough wins. That Washington football team win, I have during wildcard weekend. I know you look at it and Washington football team wasn't a great team, but their defense played pretty good in that game. So that, that was an awful win. Definitely not the best though. Then you go into new Orleans and you beat drew Brees in this stack new Orleans team. I mean, awesome win. And that, that was basically a revenge win for what happened during the regular season. Two of those five losses during the regular season were to Drew Brees in this New Orleans Saints team, goes in to the Superdome and beats Drew Brees in the Saints team, then goes into the freezing cold, which is the exact opposite of the environment he's been playing in all season in Tampa Bay, goes into the freezing cold in Wisconsin, Green Bay, and beats Aaron Rodgers. I mean, MVP Aaron Rodgers this season. I believe Aaron Rodgers is going to win MVP. I don't know if that's very debatable at this point either. But going basing off of what happened during the regular season, I mean, I, I assume Aaron Rodgers is winning MVP. So beating MVP Aaron Rodgers on the road in the freezing cold. I mean, and, and he's 43 years old. He's 43 years old doing this. And I believe season 21, I'm not exactly sure on that, but I believe so. I mean, come on. Tom Brady is the GOAT. You can't, you can't debate it. I mean, with all of that being said, Tom Brady's the go going to, I believe, his 10th Super Bowl. Very impressive. I who who would you say is next, Henry? Maybe Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, and their stats aren't even close to him. Their stats aren't close, and they haven't been to nearly as many Super Bowls. I mean, Tom between Tom Brady's stats and accolades, way above the rest of the competition. Tom Brady's definitely the certified GOAT, but one one other quarterback that by the end of his career he, he might just be up there with Tom Brady the way he's playing right now Patrick Mahomes I mean he has the opportunity to start something special if they win an, if they win the Super Bowl this year against Tom Brady I mean to if, if he wins 
two Super Bowls before age 26 in MVP. I mean, and, and that's all in, I believe, three seasons. This is Patrick Mahomes' third season as a starting quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is insane. I mean, he's playing at an unreal level right now. If he can keep this going and win the Super Bowl possibly and keep, and just keeps winning like this and playing like, like this throughout his career, for all we know, we could be having this conversation when Patrick Mahomes is 40, 40 years old, however old he might be by the time he's nearing his retirement. And we could be talking about Patrick Mahomes being having this exact same conversation as we were a minute ago about Tom Brady. Yeah, Andrew and Colin Coward. I mean, never, never says anything very smart. Usually what he says makes no sense. He made a good point. Patrick Mahomes is under contract for something less than 50 million for the next two years. And for those two years, the Chiefs can walk into the season no matter who's there and say they are better than you. There is no debate. The Chiefs, for the next two years, as long as Patrick Mahomes is healthy, will be the best team in the NFL. Whether they win the Super Bowl is a different story, but they're the best team in the NFL for the next two years. And there's a good chance that the Chiefs win maybe another Super Bowl title between this Super Bowl and then the next two years. Obviously, the salary cap will begin to increase, which will help the Chiefs even more because when the salary cap increases, they have Patrick Mahomes and then they'll have other great players as well. But I mean, Patrick Mahomes, like you said, he's on pace at this point. He wins next Sunday. He's on pace to become one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And he's probably already top three in most talented quarterbacks and best quarterbacks ever, which is a little bit different than greatest, in my opinion. And that's kind of in the category of Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Dan Marino, obviously guys who aren't necessarily known for their greatness, but known for their talent and ability. Patrick Mahomes is already in that category, regardless of what he does the rest of his career. Even if he gets injured and never plays another football game again, he'll be regarded as one of the top five talents and all that to, to ever play the quarterback position. But I mean, like you said, he's on pace right now to become one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And I think I could say, that if he wins this title, he'd be well on pace to become a lot a shoe in for a top three quarterback of all time spot. But I mean, there's a long way to go in his career. There's a long way to go even to the Super Bowl. It's going to be a great debate to see how Patrick Holmes goes without his rest goes about the rest of his career. I mean, Henry. Patrick Mahomes will have big shoes to fill in with Tom Brady, of course. I mean, Tom Brady. 10 Super Bowls at this point, who knows? Maybe Tom Brady makes another one or two going forward. I mean, who knows when Tom Brady will even retire, but going back on Patrick Mahomes, I want to tell you a couple stats that I just thought were crazy about Patrick Mahomes. And this kind of sets the tone of how he will be the rest of his career, most likely, and how just good Patrick Mahomes is. So I want to read you a couple stats that I think are just crazy. So Patrick Mahomes has never played a playoff Uh, a road playoff game, excuse me, or been anything but the one or two seed in the NFL playoffs. Keep in mind, he is 25 years old at this point. He has never lost a game by more than eight points, more than one score in his NFL career. He hasn't lost a game by more than one score since college. How crazy is that? He hasn't lost a playoff game in regulation. His one playoff loss 
was against Tom Brady himself, the GOAT, and the New England Patriots in overtime in the AFC Championship game. So very impressive. A game that they should have won, make that clear. A game that they should have won if it weren't for an offsetting penalty that wasn't called. Right, right. Patrick Mahomes was very much in that game. Once again, never lost a game by more than one score in his NFL career and played toe-to-toe with the GOAT Tom Brady in his rookie season, or at least his first year as a starting quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, played toe-to-toe with him in the AFC Championship game, should have won that game, played phenomenal. At age 23, I believe he was playing at, incredible. He has never gone home in the playoffs before championship weekend. Like we said, his only loss in the playoffs was against Tom Brady in that AFC Championship game. And Patrick, Mo- Patrick Mahomes, excuse me, has made two Super Bowls before turning 26, win or loss, whatever happens uh, the, in this upcoming Super Bowl against Tom Brady, which will be a very tough game to win since Tom Brady and his Tampa Bay Buccaneers team are stacked and Tom Brady's playing very well, like we said. But imagine if he wins it. I mean, that I'll change that stat to made two Super Bowls before turning 26 to win two Super Bowls before turning 26. Patrick Mahomes... If he wins this, he's certainly on pace to once again fill in Tom Brady's shoes and run the NFL for who knows how long, at least the rest of his career if he keeps playing like he is now. But let's move on to our final topic. And this is another quarterback, Josh Allen, and his team, the Buffalo Bills. I really think they need one more year to compete and contend. They just didn't really seem like on the Kansas City Chiefs level uh, this past weekend in the AFC Championship game. So I, I really think they just need one more year to kind of develop, get some chemistry, and, and to contend in this AFC. But once again, it will be really hard to contend in the AFC with Patrick Mahomes running the entire conference. Yeah, and obviously there's some needs on the defensive end. They, they need an outside pass rusher or an outside linebacker defensive end, somebody who can get to the quarterback because they really don't have that on the exterior of their defensive line. They have a very, very solid interior defensive line, but we obviously know their main hole is just getting to the quarterback. They were one of the worst teams in getting pressure. I think they were somewhere in the bottom third of the NFL in terms of sacks. I believe that they they were fifth, they were 16th in sacks, so right in the middle. But I, I mean, we know that like some sacks aren't necessarily just about getting pressure. It's a lot about can your corners do their job? Cause can their secondary do their job? And that was what the bills were able to do. I mean, they had one of the better secondaries in the league. So obviously we know they have a, a need or two. The offense is fine. Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen are literally best friends and that combination is deadly. So if Josh Allen just continues to improve, I mean, I don't know how much better he can get without being the MVP of the NFL. It's going to be really scary if that guy gets any better. But this team is going to be able to compete in the AFC for years to come, considering that I don't think he's going to get Patrick Mahomes money. I think he'll get a good 35, 40 million like Deshaun Watson. I don't think he's going to get 50 million. But this Bills team is just very talented all around and has a great future. Yeah, and there's no doubt about that. I, I really think the Bills will contend next year and possibly challenge Mahomes again for this AFC title in a bid to the Super Bowl. But another team I really think I, I need to mention that will compete in the AFC, I think, next year 
will be the Indianapolis Colts. And that that's if they can secure a quarterback. And I know Matthew Stafford's on the block right now and they're, they're heavily interested in him, but if they can secure a quarterback, whether it's in the draft or in free agency trading, acquiring one, if, if the Indianapolis Colts, once again, can secure a quarterback, a, a decent, a solid quarterback, I really think that young, it's a, it's a very young and talented team, can really go the distance and compete with Mahomes. And that's just, I'm just speaking on teams that could possibly compete with Patrick Mahomes and this Kansas City Chiefs team to possibly uh, get that bid into the Super Bowl from the AFC. But besides that, once again, Patrick Mahomes is going most likely going to run the AFC for however long he's playing with the Kansas City Chiefs or in the AFC. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is an, an incredible talent, once in a lifetime talent, basically. I mean, he's as good as Tom Brady, if not better, the way he's been playing. And I think here, here's my crazy prediction. I truly think Patrick Mahomes will, by the end of his career, will go down as the greatest player to ever touch a football field. And that's just my prediction. That's how I think and see of Patrick Mahomes. Everything I've seen doesn't tell me any differently. So my bold prediction for Patrick Mahomes is that he will go down as the greatest player to ever touch a football field and to play this game in the NFL. But one last thing on Josh Allen. I mean, like you said, he's probably not going to get Mahomes money. He's probably going to get Deshaun Watson money, but if he could get any better than he was this season, I mean, he was top three in the MVP race between him, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes himself. I mean, Josh Allen in this Buffalo Bills team will be very scary. And if they can, if their defense can just get better, I mean, I truly think the Bills will be able to compete with the Kansas City Chiefs, but it's just going to be really hard to compete with this Chiefs team going forward with Mahomes only getting better at this point. But if Josh Allen can grow on from this year and get better and this Bills defense can get better than they were this year and this Bills team can just improve, they're going to be scary. I mean, you saw it. You saw it. I mean, they they didn't really compete in the AFC championship game, but they were, I mean, winning all year and they were playing phenomenal throughout the playoffs. I mean, they played the Colts very well. And they, they just throughout this playoffs and the Colts, I only mentioned them. It's because their defense is probably top in the NFL. So, I mean, Josh Allen, you clearly saw he can play against a top defense and still win the game, but the bills defense just needs to be better. Bottom line. Like you said, the bills offense is great. I mean, with Josh Allen at the helm and Stefan Diggs, that duo is nearly unstoppable, but also the run the, this just came to my mind. The run game was basically not present it was really hard for them to get the play action game going because I can't hand the ball off because they had down the stretch. I mean, Devin Singletary was the only running back. I think they had available or at least running back that would run TJ Yeldon. I mean, Devin Singletary and TJ Yeldon is not going to win you a AFC championship game when you're going up against the chiefs. So they can get the run game down and prove that and improve their defense. I really think the bills will be able to compete with the chiefs. But with their current roster, I just don't think they'll be able to do it. And we saw it in the previous weekend uh, in the AFC Championship game. But going forward, I really think the Buffalo Bills are going to have a great future with Josh Allen at the helm. Yeah, Andrew, and this is going to be one of the teams, along with the Chiefs, that competes in the AFC year in and year out. Very excited to see going forward how this AFC turns out because 
I mean, it, there's some big storylines going into the offseason and some big storylines that we can take into next season. I mean, AFC is loaded with quarterbacks, loaded with talent, could become even more loaded with quarterbacks and talent, saying that Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Matthew Stafford, Trey Lance, Mac Jones. I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks who could end up on AFC teams. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens in the draft, free agency, trades. I mean, offseason will be crazy. But with that, Andrew, I think this would be a great time to wrap up today's podcast. As always, I want to thank everyone for listening. We hope you did enjoy. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and download this podcast. And we'll see you guys next time on the Last Take Sports Podcast.